Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kate Pittman, here with the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, on a Friday. And as we expected this morning, the NBA has gone ahead and solidified the plans that we spoke about yesterday. We expected this was going to be the case. If you missed yesterday's podcast, you can go back and listen to that, where Frank and I go through the 22-team format, what that means for the Bucks. Is it even necessary? I guess it doesn't really matter anymore because this is what they're going ahead with. So again, if you want to go back and listen to uh, everything related to that, you can go back and do that from yesterday's podcast. Of course, again, I have to mention, and and we know this, talking about basketball at the moment does feel a little bit silly with everything else going on. If you missed the episode with Tully Hughes, it's absolutely worth your time. You can go back and listen to that from a couple of days ago. And Frank, a couple of episodes ago, or maybe a week or so ago, I think you asked me whether I've been to Disney and I was thinking about this today, and I tried to look up the hotel, and I, I couldn't find which hotel we stayed at. But I remember we went to Disney one day, and we went to one of the, I don't know, one of the bars that was, that's on the, on the property one night. And I was with my uh, partner at the time and her family, and we were at this bar. We probably drank too much. We went back to the room. I was about to go to sleep, flick the light off. And I heard all this like rustling and banging above me. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I turned the light on and it was a bat just flying around the room in circles on oh, the roof. I thought you were going to say, say there was a Lopez brother in the H5 <laughs> Well, Well, this is, could be something to the point that I'm getting to here. So uh, the night turned into an absolute disaster. And I, I realized by telling this story, I'm giving away the fact that I assume that all listeners guessed that I was basically... Steve Irwin version 2.0 and look I, I in my I, in my time I have no problem catching spiders and, and putting them out in the backyard and doing whatever else I need to do but I haven't got a lot of experience with bats so I didn't know what to do about this situation and it turned into a disaster because me and my girlfriend just uh, we just ended up fighting she was like she didn't know what to do we're calling the, the security they took like three hours to get there anyway long story short uh, they ended up catching the bat and releasing it at, outside and uh, we didn't get much sleep that night and we, we turned into this big argument. She ended up like telling her dad that I, that, that I wasn't protecting her from the bat and then the dad was judging me. It was just an absolute disaster. It was not the happiest place on earth that day. I can promise you that. And Why, why, didn't, why didn't they just immediately offer to put you in a new room? I don't know. I, I mean, I, the, the whole situation was... Uh, and that's, that's what I would have gotten on your case about. I would have said, Kane, go down there and demand <laughs> we get a new room. I'm not hanging around in some room with a bat flying around, although... Uh, famously, I think it was Brooke a couple of years ago when the San Antonio bat stuff was happening. He he threw out the idea of hey, maybe maybe it would be okay getting bitten I by know. the bat so that you turn into a superhero. So exactly, and maybe I should have just took that on and done that, but I didn't. But the really the whole point of this story is the fact that you said that top seeds might not have something to play for, but Dave McManaman yesterday came out with a story that some of the higher seeds, so I guess this is the GMs or the front offices are throwing out the possibility of, well, okay, well, we've lost home court. 
So how can we get an advantage? And one of the advantages that was randomly thrown out there was that the highest seed team gets the choice of what resort they want to stay at, at the, on the Disney property. And I, I just want to say, you have to be careful which resort you choose because if your players get in a room where they find that there's a bat in the room, they're going to be tired. They're not going to play well the next day. So this also could be a decision that would be fraught with danger. But this article was unbelievable. And I, I need to know your opinion on some of these. Uh, the highest seed being awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarters rather than the traditional jump ball to start the game. The highest seed being allowed to designate one player to be whistled for 7,000 instead of six. Giannis would probably take that. Uh, the highest seed, uh, the highest seeded team receiving an extra coaches challenge. The highest seeded team could actually transport their actual hardwood home floor to the, to the arena in Orlando. Uh, it was unbelievable. Some of these ideas are incredible. Did, did any of these actually strike you as something that would be a good idea? Well, I mean, to be clear, I think we both agree. I mean, just the the fact that home court is being wiped out, I mean, is a very real impact um, on, uh, on on these playoffs. And it, it you know, definitely takes something away from the accomplishments of teams like the Bucks and Lakers, who obviously would have had that advantage throughout their conference playoffs. And obviously the Bucks right now would have had it throughout the playoffs period. So, you know, that that's a disappointing thing that I think as Bucks fans, we have to kind of say oh shit you know kind of need to reckon with and just sort of realize like hey you know as great as the bucks were they're just not going to have that advantage that literally every other team would have had before them um i think as far as those things go and and we should know i think robin lopez had a pretty funny tweet uh, <laughs> basically sort of uh making fun of most of these options and then saying uh the idea of the the picking your own resort was 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 that was the idea that, that he he loved um so I, I don't know, but to be honest, um, they all kind of feel a little too gimmicky for me. Um, I think if you were saying what's the most advantageous of those things, I would say probably the fouls thing, just you know, selfishly as a Bucks fan, given that we've seen Giannis foul out of right. more games than, than we certainly would like. Um, but, but I don't know. It, it all seems kind of weird and gimmicky. I don't know that there's a really good way to do it. I think, I think the thing that has most stood out to me as um like the obvious way to to uh benefit teams with the best record which i also would say is something that i just can't imagine that they would have done um was even though they've i guess they played with it in the g league but the idea of getting to pick your opponent um i think that's a really fun concept and i think that also addresses you know like the issues we were talking about earlier where um, you know, a, a top seed has to face a team that has a star player coming back after an injury. So they're, you know, they're probably a lot better than the record would indicate. So you're almost punished for these weird circumstances. So I, that, that idea is interesting to me just because I think it does give back some of that advantage. You know, like if every round um, the top seed could pick who they're facing and then the second seed could pick who, who they're facing from the remaining teams. That's actually kind of interesting to me, actually. Um, but doing it kind of like through like an in-game sort of like rule advantage, I don't know. Somehow that just doesn't that doesn't feel like the way to do it. I don't know. But I mean, hell, I, I would happily that they. I would happily as a Bucks <laughs> fan. I would happily that they do any of that. Um, but it does seem like kind of a weird a weird thing, um, you know, to do in a basketball game. Yeah, and I want to 
sort of stress this because I know last week we were, or certainly I was very fired up about the possibility of the group stage and saying that this takes away from the number one seeds. And we both uh, admitted that there was some bias there as Bucks fans. But even these ones, like the seventh foul and and the uh, the extra coaches challenge, it just seems, I don't know, it seems like you're changing the game too much. It, it doesn't seem like something you want to do. I, I It sucks that there's going to be no home court. And I think the most important thing was that even though you're losing that, uh, there's no fans anyway. Let's let's make sure that we keep the format the same. That was more important for me. Don't change the game. So I don't really, I'm not really for any of these changes. Maybe the hotel makes sense. I don't know. Make the players comfortable. If they want to do that, that's totally fine with me. But before I ask you one question that just makes me laugh with all these potential prop-up scenarios for the first seeds, I want to tell our listeners about a couple of our great sponsors. The first one, Frank, is one of the most useful apps on my phone. Because we know it's hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You also receive 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. And what about the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made? It, of course, is Built Bar. Built Bar is a tasty, it's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars, as you know, are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And for me, of course, has become the perfect pre- or post-workout snack. You guys know we have a special offer for you. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The one that really made me laugh, though, because a lot of these solutions or suggestions were actually giving advantages, and the one that made me laugh was transporting the home floor like do you think the players do you think that contributes what would the percentage be out of all the home court advantage what percentage would you uh, credit to the home floor and having the deer on the court for the bucks <laughs> i mean you know you hear you used to hear stories that you know the the old boston garden and like you know before, <laughs> yeah, before the right. current version, you know like it had like weird you know spots that like the yeah. ball wouldn't bounce and you know there was some advantage if you played on it all the time because you kind of knew you literally knew your home court um, I, I don't think that seems to be an issue, obviously, at this point uh, in, in the way the league does it now. I mean, that's really more for the fans just to feel like it's a home game watching it on TV. Um, it was I, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Bill Simmons on, on his pod over the weekend had a, uh, a, like a user's idea. Uh, somebody wrote in and suggested that um, actually, wait, was this, was this a Simmons thing? I don't know. Some place I heard the idea of letting, um, uh, I think it was on Simmons Pod, letting like basically the the um, the team that's favored or the home team, whatever, um, like basically have like their person control the soundboard. And so like you know, it's been in, I was interested. I was reading about what they're doing in Bundesliga, 
where they're not piping in fake sound during games, like in the arena. Um, but for TV broadcasts, they're like, actually, it's a pretty interesting process. They are layering on sound on some, some feeds, including the one that they're being shown in the U.S., so that it sounds like a real game, and they have like different things they layer on when there's goals or penalties or things like that. Um, but I think the idea for, for this was that you literally would, um, would, in, would put that sound in the arena itself to simulate, you know, the, basically to like basically give the players, um, you know, for the benefit of the players to feel like they're at home. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really, I, I can't see that being thing really. And it just feels like kind of too kind of artif- artificial. Um, and, you know, ultimately, um, I mean, players practice, they, you know, summer league, you know, summer leagues in uh, Orlando, you know, G league showcase, like there are examples of, NBA-ish games played without, you know, crowds. Um, so it's not like this is like entirely foreign. Uh, but obviously, the idea of being in the finals to playing a game for a championship and having nobody in the stands to cheer you on. I mean, I think one of the interesting questions is going to be: Are there going to be like family members and families in crowds? So like, you know, if you have a big family that's really rowdy, is that going to be a home court advantage? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll need the Adeta Cumbros to uh, to really show out. Um, although I, I suppose it will be a little awkward if uh, like the Lakers and Bucks meet in the finals, <laughs> considering uh, you know the the household will be split. Something will tell me that the Adetokounmpo's are going to be rooting for Giannis uh, over uh, over uh, uh, younger Bro Costas in the finals, given that you know Costas is basically not on the Lakers and wouldn't even be eligible to play based on current uh, G League rules or two way two way rules, but. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know that there's a good solution. My guess is there's nothing really done, to be honest. And, uh, you know, it's going to be more like the NCAA tournament where it's all neutral court. And, you know, if you're the better team, you just got to rely, rely on that to win. Yeah, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but someone was suggesting that with the families allowed in, if that was the case, there would 100% be flights in the crowd. And I, te- I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, if for anyone that's been to some junior sport or listen to, to families, they get pretty fired up. So that would be interesting to watch. Last one I have regarding to all these uh, developments that we have with the league is roster sizes. We've spoke about it a little bit before. Uh, apparently, there's still some discussion the teams want to be able to bring their full, obviously, 15 plus the two-way guys down, have more active players on the night. Uh, for the Bucks, obviously, the two-way players, Frank Mason and Cam Reynolds. Uh, I mean, it'll be cool if they would be down there. There's talk that the players on the bench would be separated in different rows and the two-way players would be up in the stands. So I tweeted the the Sting gif where he's up in the <laughs> on the catwalk. That's where Frank Mason might have to sit to watch the games and then Bud just yells out to him if he's needed. I, know, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, are we both in the green here that even if you bring the two-way players down, uh, really, if you need them, uh, you're probably in trouble and something's going wrong? Yeah, I don't think... Uh, expanding the rosters for, um, like, two-ways, I, I don't think is particularly meaningful. Uh, the, only, the only way it would be would be, um, and, and this, I think, is the other... To- the, the biggest topic that I think is, is kind of, like, just getting completely ignored is the fact that there's a pandemic going on and, and how are they going to manage this and what are right. the protocols going to be? Um, I mean, we know some basics, like we know that they're not going to stop the playoffs if one guy gets coronavirus. Um, but, you know, the only way I could picture, a, you know, a two-way guy necessarily playing a role here would be if um, there were multiple guys out. And again, it doesn't have to be due to COVID-19, could be, you know, injuries, whatever. But 
but yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, it's it's probably not likely that a 12th man is going to swing a, a playoff series, okay. let alone a 17th man. Um, I think the only thing that would be interesting and possibly make a difference would be, um, you know, something like if um, if a guy goes down, is diagnosed with coronavirus, do you have some type of unique uh, or, or different approach where you let a team sign uh, for instance, a, uh, a a guy who who was a free agent at the end of the season anyway, right? Obviously, you can't sign players during the playoffs normally, right? That's not not allowed. But is there some scenario where um, you would allow that? Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a big can of worms. Um, I'm not I'm not saying guys that would become free agents this summer because that then that opens up a whole yeah yeah that's laundry that's... list of issues. <laughs> that that is not what I'm saying. But yeah. guys who literally just like weren't signed. Right. Um, you know, at the, at the end of the season, um, would, would that make a difference? I don't know if it would, to be honest, because I mean, those guys probably are out of shape and <laughs> you're going to probably have a hard time finding somebody who's going to really meaningful, meaningfully swing anything. Um, you know, unless like Nikola Mirotic is, uh, somehow becomes a free agent from Barcelona and, and some NBA team can swoop in and get him. right. That would be like a random sort of. Uh, uh, thing that that obviously could matter, but I'm assuming that that not that type of scenario would ever would ever play out. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I would say this is one of those things that you know people are going to talk about, and I think it makes it's fine. You know, it there's no harm in, in expanding the roster size. I just don't think it's particularly meaningful. Um, but do you want do you want to talk about the the whole the pandemic stuff and how I don't know. I mean, we've we've obviously talked a ton about what it's going to take to bring the league back. But I, I do feel like it's interesting how that, you know, they're kind of burying the lead in a lot of ways and all this talk about the format and all that. And I feel like there's very little that we actually know about how logistically they're going to handle this. And I think probably a lot of that is because they don't know exactly quite yet. And also, this isn't really the controversial part, right? Like the format is where the owners and everybody was really likely to disagree. I don't think people are going to disagree on, you know, do we want to do as much testing as possible, right? It's, it's going to be more just logistically what's, what's possible. Um, the only exception would be the whole idea of, is it a true, you know, quarantine? Is it, uh, our players, families going to be able to come and go as they please? Like, like that's probably the most interesting debate that might still happen. But I do think there is a ton of, you know, unexplained aspects of this right now, as we've been focusing on focusing on format, which relates to the fact that, you know, there still are like big health and safety factors that uh, seemingly are wide open. And that is, you know, that that's really introduces so much, so many unique circumstances and things are going to have to be cared for, which is going to make this a much higher degree of difficulty thing to pull off. Yeah, no doubt. And and just before I comment on that, chain stores have offered different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. It does not require membership or account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right 
locked on in their how did you hear about us box today no we sent you that that's locked on in their how did you hear about us box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and once you get your car fixed you may as well roll straight over to bobblesgalore.com which is the leading bobblehead retailer in the country they have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues including the packers brewers and bucks officially licensed by the nba mlb and nfl they have all the bobbleheads you need as a Bucks fan, including the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead and the limited edition, only 1,500 of these were made. The triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. They also have a super friendly chat feature on the website, so they are always there to answer any questions you may have regarding your purchase, regarding bobbleheads that you are trying to source. Bobbles Galore can also make custom bobblehead for any occasion or event. Visit bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code locked on to receive free shipping. That's bobblesgalore.com. Promo code locked on. You'll get free shipping. Potentially signing players for the playoffs. So the first thing that came to my mind is Brandon Jennings with the Bucks. Bucks in six. Baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brandon Jennings back for the NBA Finals. But uh, I think it's a good point you make because we have spent, I guess, all this time talking about these things and haven't really acknowledged the fact that yes, the pandemic is still a thing. One of the notes that was in one of these stories, uh, I think this one was from Shams at the Athletic, said that uh, one of the rules that they're planning to bring in is that the players are unable to shower at the arena. They'll have to go to their own hotel room and and have a shower there. So, I mean, I I think that those types of things are going to come in. And again, uh, it's going to be so unique in the way that uh, it's not going to be the way it used to be. And maybe it's going to be pretty old school where the the players will get their pregame treatment or whatever they normally get at the hotel. They'll, They'll go to the arena, maybe in their gear, They'll go out, they'll get some shots up, they'll play, and they'll be straight out of there. And obviously, that's not the case now. We know the players get to the arena a few hours before. They hang out in the locker room. They're eating. They're doing all this stuff. I don't think this is going to happen because I think that they're going to try and keep uh, the contact not only amongst uh, their own teams, but uh, against the opposition, the guys that are going to have to still be working at the arenas. I mean, they're going to be exposed to people. So I think that's going to be the number one priority. Interesting that one of the other notes that was in this story says, no guests until the playoffs. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Like they're not allowed to have guests in the hotel room. I don't understand that. And it's also worth noting that I don't know where this is at at the moment, but I know last week there was certainly some stuff on social media about Disneyland is also going to be starting to open up. So, uh, I mean, there's going to be people around and we know Jared Dudley was the one that said, well, it's not going to be a specific bubble. You can go out and do what you want. So what, are the Lopez brothers going to be out at the parks like on days off, like (laughs) around a bunch of people? There's so many questions. You're right. Uh, The testing, I think they still want to have daily tests and be able to have those quick turnarounds. And if someone gets ill and someone tests positive, they want to be able to pick that up as soon as possible and remove them. But uh, this is going to be such a challenge. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think the other, the other part that um, I think is concerning about not going straight to the playoffs is just, I mean, what, what if, you know, Giannis or yeah. Kawhi Leonard or whoever gets coronavirus in like the last week of this quote-unquote regular season, right? So that you essentially you know, increase the risk to all these players by playing games that ultimately really don't mean a lot. Um, That's obviously a concern. And that's another reason why I think a team like the Bucs, how much are they even going to play Giannis? I mean, I imagine he's going to get some DNP CDs just because they're like, you know what? Everybody's supposedly healthy. Great. 
but um, I mean, you know, can you imagine if Giannis was knocked out of like the first round of the playoffs or the first two rounds of the playoffs because he went out and played in some meaningless regular season, quote unquote, regular season game and caught it from some person who was asymptomatic and you know didn't happen to test positive that day. I mean, you know, these are all these just sort of things that um, on the one hand, like there's, you know, there's, there's to some extent, there's no point in sort of like, you know, concern trolling, like as fans and just being like fe- fearful of it. But if you're the league, you know, you have to consider all these possibilities and, and bake that into the plan that you're building. And how do you, how do you manage these things? How do you limit the possibility of this? And obviously when you said no, no guests until the playoffs, I mean, that that's probably it, right? Like um, some, some team like the wizards, right? Like, you know, uh, some some young guy in the last you know couple games of a meaningless you know, meaningless regular season, they're saying thinking to themselves, ah, I'm not that worried. I'm not going to the playoffs. Whatever. I don't care if I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna live a little dangerously. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean that that guy is a huge danger to to everybody else, right? Like, yeah. you know, if you're the Bucks, do you want to play the Wizards in the last game of the quote unquote regular season? Um, I don't know for reasons like that. I think you you kind of worry, right? That that not everybody has the same incentives to be safe. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just, there's just so many aspects of this that just, you know, you, you could, you could spend all day long thinking about it and there are going to be things that you probably don't even think about. Um, so it's, it's a big logistical challenge for the NBA. And I think that's probably partly why they wanted so much time, um, in advance of this, because there's so many things they have to prepare for, you know, they literally, they're going to need all eight, nine weeks, however long this is to, uh, to get ready. Uh, they're obviously going to need to get players from abroad back to the U S you know, if they're going to, some of them probably going to quarantine for 14 days, you know, do all this stuff to try to get people um, in a position that, you know, whether it's a real bubble or not, that, um, that they're going to keep people safe. Cause that's obviously the, the ultimate question about all this is um, you know, if, if a rash of, of people come down with coronavirus, um, you know, that's, that's really where the asterisk is going to come from, right? Is if it just becomes, um, you know, a situation where people are saying, why are we, why is the series even happening? Right? <laughs> like, like four guys go down with coronavirus from one team and they have to go play uh, another team. And all of a sudden, you know, what, what, what's the point of even having this series? Like, should we wait? What, what are we doing? Right. And I don't think they will wait. Um, but again, just, you just cross your fingers and hope that, uh, that people stay healthy. I think Bundesliga has probably been, um, things have gone pretty well there. Uh, I think last I checked, they really hadn't had anybody. They, they had some, I think in the preseason, um, some people test positive. Um, and I think in the last I'd heard it was, they had had only some uh, players or I don't know if it was players or staff from the second division, um, testing positive, but it seemed like, you know, there haven't been any high profile cases of, of guys getting sick, which obviously you just, kind of hope continues then you hope that obviously the nba can can uh, be as as fortunate although soccer also probably benefits from being not quite as close quarters <laughs> right and uh played outside, outside you know there's, yeah. there's some reasons why soccer would be safer than the nba which you know you think about it I, other than you know the nfl uh, among american sports i'm not sure that there's another kind of sport that would be um <laughs> more conducive towards uh, potentially spreading spreading this disease so but uh yeah we'll have we got a long time to worry about that 
So just to sort of wrap this up and I guess almost come full circle, we started yesterday talking about the teams that are going to come in and be a part of this 22 team and the two uh, franchises that we mentioned, Washington and Phoenix, that are so far behind in the standings. I think the point you made is is very important that, again, this is like, why are these two teams coming? I mean, because you think about the rosters, that's 15 people. You think about the coaches at another 10. You think about the staff that's going to be coming. I mean, that's another 65, 70, maybe more people that you're bringing into the environment. That's before you talk about family and whoever else is allowed in here. So this is where all these decisions come in. And you have to say, well, is that worth the risk? As you said, for two teams that realistically uh, are not even going to put themselves in a position to play in that playing tournament for the eighth seed. It's simply just more bodies to help these guys uh, run into shape. But with that, there's risk involved there as well. So uh, I guess before we wrap all this up and head into the weekend, did you have any other final thoughts on, on what we've seen happen here in the last sort of 24, 36, 48 hours with the NBA return? No, we'll, we'll have to see what the kind of final details are. And I'm guessing there will be some kind of curveballs that, that maybe we'll be left to ponder. But, but yeah, I, I think the big thing is I'm curious. Um, I'm curious how much of, uh, of the details of the safety aspect we're going to hear this week and, and how much of this is going to be punted to the next, you know, eight weeks to be figured out. Um, because certainly there was just a big, there was all that big discussion made it, you know, the NBA wouldn't come back until it was safe to do so. And, um, you know, it's really not clear kind of what the criteria has been for saying that it is safe um, other than, you know, we're going to need a lot of tests. Um, and I, I'm sure that they will be testing a lot, but but there's just so much detail that, uh, that I think we're, we're still waiting to see. All right, another week down, Frank. And I guess now we can almost officially start a countdown to basketball's back. It feels so weird that there's going to be eight games and there's going to be playoffs. It feels like it should be a completely another season starting, even though we never got the end to that one. So it's going to be uh, strange, but it's exciting that basketball is going to be back. So uh, for everyone out there this weekend, make sure uh, you stay safe. Uh, whatever you are up to, if, if you are out there protesting, stay safe on the streets and, and look after yourself and look after each other. And uh, over the weekend, I just want to give a little hints. Just like, look out. There might be um, some podcast news from me. You may, you may or may not hear me on another podcast on the network starting from next week. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But uh, we will speak to you guys next week. Frank, have a good weekend to all our listeners. We'll catch you then.